What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Um, things are good. Things are very well in the Bridgman household. We've moved in. You guys have seen the house tour video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. Um, not any hate, which was amazing. I genuinely thought people were going to hate the fog out of me because they genuinely do when I do things for myself, which is quite funny. The only times I've been on holiday, the only times I've ever bought myself a car, the only times I've ever moved out, and I've always had condemnation from from the YouTube comments. But actually, there was none, and I was really, really happy with that. So thank you to anyone who watched and didn't comment something negative. Um, we're out here today. We're giving you a podcast. And I've got a few topics in mind rather than just the usual Q&As. Um, and, and I wanted to talk about something specific with with bodybuilding obviously so i get this question a lot and it's like josh would i be best doing power bodybuilding would i be best doing a hybrid power lifting and bodybuilding type program zebedee doodah this one's for you this is one of my one of my friends using my dms always chirping um and i'm here to tell you why i wouldn't power bodybuild and why i wouldn't power build and and whatnot so i think this was somewhat coined by bloody Natty Mike O'Hearn in the way I think he did uh, like a power bodybuilding uh, bodybuilding training program for body, bodybuilding.com I think it was and everyone had this huge hype of like you can both get strong and big you can do four reps here and ten reps here and grow here and I don't know whether that's actually true I'm, and I'm going to kind of break down a little bit why I don't think that you should hybrid power build, power lift and bodybuild and I've always said this with mixed sports, and even more so with powerlifting and, and bodybuilding. So, if your goal is to be the best bodybuilder, bodybuilder, then I don't know why you would powerlift because that energy to powerlift takes away from bodybuilding. Now, unless you've got those uber genetics, which ninety nine point nine percent of you don't, those Ronnie Coleman genetics that just allow you to be strong as fuck and grow really, really well. Largely speaking. If you like the the power the power the power bodybuilding scheme is like let's go heavy on your on your compounds and then let's go lighter on your isolations and and that kind of thing. Well, actually, you're missing a huge bang for your buck movement by just tapering your your reps low on let's say deadlifts, bench, and squats. Let's say you're using squats, deadlifts, and bench as part of your program to power bodybuild. I would say. That those three, four, five sets, however many that you do, on your chest press, on your deadlift, on your squat, um, at low reps for powerlifting repetitions, whatever they may be, six, five, four, three, two, ones, six, twos, whatever they may end up being, I would argue that it's a skill to be able to perform below four or five reps. And you have to be better at that skill to be better at powerlifting. For bodybuilding, we know that pretty much the growth happens above five reps, mostly. You are going to grow below five reps, you are. If you get stronger below five reps, you are going to grow, yes. But you are not going to grow like you would do if you grew between, if you progress between five and 30 reps. We know that through the literature. We know that the general consensus is to work over a wide rep range between five and 30 reps because we know that you can grow at 30 reps because we know you can grow at five reps. Now, my argument here is that it's a skill 
to get below five reps. You have to be good at taking load. Your central nervous system has to be adapted. Your ability to perform under load has to be there. So you have to be a highly skilled lifter. You have to be. Uh, you have to have the experience. So if you don't have the experience, you immediately shouldn't be doing those lower reps because it's, you have to learn the skill first. Um, not only that. But your central nervous system has to adapt to lifting those heavy loads, which is why you could take a very, very strong bodybuilder over 8 to 12 rep range. Let's say Holling's heads, for example. He's a really, really good example. He can deadlift 300 for 8 or something. I can guarantee that he probably couldn't lift much more than that for 1, maybe 350 or something like that. But it would never be on the level as if he had switched his focus from his 8 to 30 reps or whatever it is to just doing those lower repetitions because his central nervous system would adapt to that heavier load and he would become more efficient at lifting heavier loads because he does it more often. That's how we learn a skill. You do it more often, you get better at it. So for me, spending that time adapting your central nervous system, putting yourself in a place where your central nervous system is adapted to lower rep ranges and heavier weights that takes away from your central nervous system adapting to bodybuilding, which is really where you want it to be. You know, you, you can be in this two minds where, okay, you're quite good at bodybuilding, you're quite good at powerlifting, unless you're genetically gifted and you're fucking awesome at both. You're never going to fully be adapted to one sport, if you know what I mean, which is why if you take a heptathlete or a decathlete, they're really, really good at everything, but not great at one thing because they're just consistent across the board. Or maybe they've got one that they're a little bit better and another one they're a little bit worse. But generally speaking, if you focus on a skill, you will get better at it. So the skill of bodybuilding is execution, form, worrying about your eccentrics and your concentrics, uh, worrying about directing that load onto where you want it to go. And it's actually the opposite of powerlifting because powerlifting is just moving it from A to B. It doesn't matter if it's pretty, it doesn't matter if it hurts, it doesn't matter if it injures you. Not that that's what they do because they're very well adapted to it. But the goal is to move the weight from A to B, not how you move it, not the execution, not the way you recruit. So it would be quite difficult to adopt a strictly powerlifting mentality at the beginning of your workout and then strictly bodybuilding at the end because the central nervous system is used differently because the reps could the reps are probably different. Have you ever seen a powerlifter deadlift? They will, they will do their concentric, lift that body weight up, that weight up, and they'll drop it. They won't do the eccentric because they're not looking for that eccentric growth. We know that the eccentric has a lot more muscle damage. They're not trying to cause that muscle damage because they know that it's going to affect their lift later on in the session. So being directly powerlifting focused at the beginning of a session and going to directly bodybuilding focused at the end of the session, for me, doesn't add up because of those reasons. Now, there'll be some of you that are listening that go, okay, what about if you take powerlifting styles with body or powerlifting styles of training with bodybuilding way of lifting? So for example, you slow your eccentrics, but you're still doing three or four, three to five reps, blah, 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 blah. What I would say um, is because if you take one single rep of a deadlift for a bodybuilder, one single rep of a deadlift for a powerlifter, powerlifter should lift up, drop it, done. Powerlifter, lift up with control, make sure you don't hyperextend. I guess it's all the same thing for powerlifter. And then control it on the way down, right? So the, the rep is already double the amount of time. So that's going to be a little bit more stress. You've got longer time in the eccentric. That's going to be a little bit more central nervous system load. You're going to work closer to failure because we're trying to recruit more motor units. And we know that the closer 
to that motor threshold unit capacity actually works out to be higher intensity. So if you take that muscle to muscular failure, you are recruiting as many different motor neurons as you can, or motor units as you can, which recruits more muscle, which increases muscle protein breakdown, which increases hypertrophy. So in doing that, in recruiting more of those muscles, you are taxing yourself more. So you take a, like those bodybuilding, quote unquote bodybuilding style powerlifting movements like deadlifts or whatever, they take a lot more out of you than if you were to just perform them like a powerlifter. Then that has a knock-on effect on your isolation movements, has a knock-on effect on your on your movements further down the line. Now, I would say that if you were doing three, four, five, six sets close to failure powerlifting style, you're going to be absolutely wrecked central nervous system. Now, there may be some people out there that go, well, I'm not wrecked. I'm fine. I can carry on my session. Well, why don't you try that session without the deadlifts? And then you will see the difference that a deadlift makes because it will wreck you. Um, unless you're very, 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 very well adapted, then you're probably not adapted to bodybuilding. And you need to change that that way that your body adapts to things. So just for people that may be accused, um, confused when I say central nervous system adaptation. So that just means your body gets used to something in, in the easiest way possible, right? You take a bodybuilder, you make them do a marathon, their central nervous system is not adapted for that marathon. They're going to get sore knees, sore ankles, sore hips. They're going to pull a muscle and they're going to be in a fucking shit state. Instead, you gradually progress that central nervous system adaptation. You do one mile, you do two miles, you do 10 miles, you do 26 miles. And you progress that and you gradually allow your body to adapt. The same thing happens with powerlifting. The exact same thing happens with powerlifting. So you start with, you know, one session of powerlifting, then you do two sessions of powerlifting, then three, four, five, and then you get better and better and better at it. And to the point where you're like, our man, Mike Lifts in Crayford, who's a natural powerlifter, who's just broken the British record of 375.5 kilo deadlift, which is insane for a natural lifter. But whenever I see him work, he's always doing singles, he's always doing triples, he's always doing doubles. He's always working in those low rep ranges and it makes it look easy. He does tens of thousands of kilos of volume through his lower back, but it's because he's had five, ten years of lifting through his back and lifting through, you know, powerlifting style. So therefore, he is adapted to that and he can work at those high thresholds very, very efficiently. And that's the thing, like you, you'll never see a powerlifter go at one rep max, really. They'll just stay just below. But their ability to just stay... 90 or 80 percent of that one rep max but perform a lot of volume at that amount is very 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 good because they've they've got the skill of it they've got the adaptation there we don't have that as bodybuilders we'll have less of that as bodybuilders we'll still be able to transfer it over because it's similar right you're still working to failure you're still working under high threshold you're still working under high weight but it's not going to work the same in that you're pushing your body to its like mechanical capacity so it's like it's actual like, a, a, like let's say you've got an, everyone's got this amount they can lift off the floor biomechanically the closer you work to that amount that you can lift off the floor like the harder and more strain it gets and at me as a bodybuilder who doesn't go below six reps really maybe i'll get a fiver here and there like for me to just suddenly start doing doubles my body would be like whoa 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 this is very very difficult and one thing that I notice is that my top seps, when I'm trying to get new weights, I find those quite difficult, but I find my back offs much better. For example, let's say I get five plates on the back off for 10 reps. Uh, or no, let's say I get uh, five plates for five reps on the top set. 
I know that I could probably get like four and a half plates for like 12 or 13, even though I've only dropped it 20 kilos. For whatever reason, my capacity to train between that 10 to 15 rep range is, is much higher. And taking an educated guess, because I've been in this industry a long time, it's because I've only, like, who doesn't train in between 10 and 15 reps at some point? Do you know what I mean? And that's what I've done since I began bodybuilding. So obviously my my body is used to failing between 10 and 15 reps. So it's very good at it. Gets very, very good at it. But my body is much less used to failing below eight, below six reps. So when I do get those weights, which make me fail between five and six reps, they feel much, much heavier than if I just dropped the weight a tiny, tiny bit. So that's the main reason why I wouldn't say you could, well, you can. You're just going to be less good at both, in my opinion. And now there are going to be some people that feel like they're really good at both. And you may well be, but I would bet that you'd be better at both if you did one or the other, if that makes sense. So I'm very, very much a big believer in sports-specific training. And I think that powerlifting is a different sport than bodybuilding you need to think about much more different many many different aspects of of lifting during powerlifting than you do bodybuilding and vice versa you need to know many many different things in bodybuilding than you wouldn't necessarily need to know in powerlifting right so you've got to be very very considerate of that and, and they are different sports they they, they 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 do cross over they do and they have skills that cross over you know we all press we all you know, lift things off the floor and we all squat things, whether it's a V squat, a hack squat, a Smith squat or whatever squat it is, we perform those same skills, but they're very, very different. And your central nervous system has to be very, very differently adapted. And that's not, again, that's not to say that you can't do both. You can, I did both. I was the guy who said power bodybuilding is going to work. It's going to make me grow because I'm going to get so much stronger from the powerlifting part that is, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not sure where that came from, but I will leave it in for satisfaction. Um, and I was that guy who said, I'm going to do power bodybuilding. I'm going to get really, really strong from powerlifting. And that's going to translate into me being really, really strong in bodybuilding. They're different skills. They're just different skills. And it's in, it doesn't, it doesn't translate like that. It doesn't. Um, so my advice to you is don't think of powerlifting as something that's going to make you super super strong that's going to massively translate into bodybuilding what you will find is is powerlifters who have done powerlifting for five to ten years who are really really strong when they cross over into bodybuilding they become very very good at bodybuilding because they've got that capacity to train at very very high weights and vice versa if you've got a bodybuilder who's very very strong they will adapt very very quickly to powerlifting because it's a similar skill right it's the same way you could take you could take what uh, an Aussie rules football player and you could put them in a rugby match and they'd probably be pretty good right it's 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 a different game but similar skills so you could you could cross over quite well and you could get good at that game really really quickly because you've got those crossover skills right same way a, t a tennis player is probably very good at table tennis right it's a different game different bat size similar similar idea so that's how i've always been about sports sports um, a lot of people come to me, Josh, I want to play rugby. Can you still coach me? Um, I want to play cricket. Can you still coach me? And now I will definitely, definitely do my best for that. And I've actually taken on a professional cricket player in, in Australia before, Emily. Um, if you're out there listening, then shout out to you. 
Um, but she's a she's a professional cricket player. She's you know she's an athlete. So the way that her training wouldn't just be bodybuilding. That's not how it works. But this, the 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 basis of form, the basis of nutrition and health and and well being, you know, they still come very very valuably from from a coaching perspective. But I I said at the start with her, and I said at the start with anyone who's ever messaged me from a sport, MMA, Jiu Jitsu. I've said you should get a sport specific coach. You should get a coach that is specific for that sport who's not going to just bodybuild you. And, t you know, I can teach you about nutrition. I can teach you about hydrating. I can teach you about performance for sure. I can do that. I can teach you about recovery and sleep. But the training, like, my, my area is, is bodybuilding and growing muscle. You know, that's not to mean that I can't use my common sense and I can't use my, you know, my, my knowledge that I've gained over the years. And, and I used to do. You know, I've been a sportsman all my life, so it doesn't mean that I can't use my nous, my brain, to to work out a pretty decent program for you. But I'll bet my bottom dollar that's not as good as someone who's been doing that for five years, ten years. Do you know what I mean? There's a cricket-specific coach or an MMA-specific coach. So I would always recommend if you want to be good at one thing, do it. And if you want to be good at two things or three things be prepared to not be as good at one other thing and maybe make a sacrifice across other things um and yeah like just i think that i think that was that, that i think that summarized everything pretty well um if you've got any questions about that just like find me find me a dm um josh Bridgman on instagram i tend to i get back to every single dm everyone can account for that it's one of those ones where i don't need to gas anyone and be like no i definitely get back to my dms when there's people listening to this going no you don't reply to me i'm telling you everyone listening to this knows i reply <laughs> So yeah, I mean, that was a that was a question I got from someone. Well, actually, a good friend said he was saying, "Why don't you do some powerlifting type stuff to get stronger at deadlift so it carries over into your bodybuilding?" That's why, because there is a skill to lifting heavy, and general like if you were to draw a line between strength and size, it wouldn't be directly correlated. Does that make sense? So you got your x-axis, your y-axis. You've got a straight line down the middle in a diagonal upwards, which means strength. So strength increases. And then you've got another line on that graph, which is muscle mass. That is not perfectly in line with strength. Strength does not equal size, funnily enough. It will do to a certain point, but there will be a point where that starts to stop and you stop working in those hypertrophic rep ranges. You stop, ca you stop causing enough muscle damage to grow essentially is what's going to happen because your muscles are so adapted to that strength they're very very efficient at that strength maybe you're not in a huge calorie surplus and all those things you know you've got like weight categories and powerlifting so you're not going to have a 73 uh 73 kilo bodybuilder try and push their weight up to 85 90 kilos in a surplus trying to gain loads of muscle for them to come out and just be at the bottom of the next category because it's like what set this is random numbers i don't know about powerlifting numbers let's say you're 73 kilos and the next one is like six kilos up but then you put on two kilos of muscle so then you're not in the 70 you're not on the high 73 kilo anymore you're not the highest weight in 73 kilos you're the lowest weight in 86 kilos or something you know so you've got to think about weight categories and so you're not fluctuating your weight as much you're not gaining as much muscle as, as such so strength isn't correlated to size Bodybuilding is a skill. Powerlifting is a skill. Want to be good at those skills? Do them. Want to combine those skills? Do, but be prepared to not get as many results in terms of muscle building and maybe not get as many results in terms of strength progress. So I think the final thing I just uh, 
pause the podcast there just to think of anything else that I wanted to address with the deadlift thing or the or the powerlifting thing. So I, I just went through my DMs and actually the guy who asked this, the, the guy who this podcast is about, Zebedee, he, he said, don't forget to answer my question. I'm not. The whole podcast is about it. Relax. Um, what if you want to just gain strength on your deadlift to allow you to perform better as a bodybuilder? Say, for example, me. Me, I'm a pretty good example because I'm very, very, like, this is self-proclaimed right now, relative to me, yeah? I'm very, very strong. Like, I'm quite a strong person versus how big I am. For example, Joe uh, Brightman, Brighty, Joe Brighty, however you know him, IFBB Joe Brightman, or Brighty, because his real name's Brighty. He he is, like, he is a lot bigger than me. He's, like, a, he's two or three kilos heavier than me. He's definitely leaner than me. But we're very, very, very close in strength. He's probably just about beating me now, but just because, for whatever reason. But we're very—I don't want to talk about drugs in public, but it's not about me. Um, but we're we're very, very, very close, like very close. You know, like there's a rep or two in nearly every movement. Uh, we're, very, we're you know we're really, really close. But he's a bigger person, so for me, I'm relatively strong. So like relatively strong all around very good presser very good squatter very good rowing very good at like pull downs i'm just really really bad at fucking deadlifts so i deadlift like for the first time like three weeks ago and i could only i put 180 on the bar thinking fucking come on then come on you big gear ed i couldn't lift it off the floor i could not move it off the fucking floor and there's like some 18 year old kid next to me deadlifting 200 and i'm a big juicy 27 year old so the, the argument there would be, would it be beneficial for me to do low reps to try and get that strength up to where it probably actually is? Because my my back strength is really good. Like my back strength is strong. And I know that like since I've been doing deadlift for the last three weeks, like I went 160 for six and it was like almost failure. Then the next week I did 170 for like eight and it was fine. And then this week I did 185 for six and I felt really, really solid without a belt. So that I've got no doubt that I can lift over 200 kilos on a deadlift, like mechanically. It's just about making my nervous system adapt. There we go, we talked about it earlier. It's just about making my nervous system adapt. It's about making my body adapt and that's going to take time. So his argument was, why don't you just do lower reps, focus on powerlifting for say, I don't even know how long, what, three to six months or something, get really, really strong at it and then change to bodybuilding and do higher reps or something like that. Maybe that's not exact. Well, for the exact same reason is that I'm not trying to get good at being strong. I'm trying to get good at lifting deadlifts through my back, through my glutes, and through my hamstrings. Like I'm not actually just I'm not trying to do a deadlift to lift as much weight off the floor. I don't actually care about the weight that's on the floor. I'm just trying to lift as much weight safely through the muscles that I need safely. Like safe, safe is a big, big word for me on deadlifts because I've got a dodgy back anyway. But I'm trying to get like I'm not I'm I'm not here trying to get stronger over a three to five rep range. I'm here trying to get stronger over a six to fifteen rep range. So I don't know why I would do three to five reps for me to get better at a six to fifteen when I could just spend more time at six to fifteen. I could spend the next three months doing powerlifting cycles and maybe doing a peaking cycle where you do whatever. I remember a rushing peaking cycle that I used to use. I used to do six by six, five by five, four by four, three by three, two by two, one by one, and you'd work your way up over like eight or nine weeks. Um, I'm not trying to get good at that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for lifting loads and loads of weight for three reps and being like, I can lift 300 kilos for three reps. I don't, I don't really care. I'd much rather be like, look at this, 
this is me doing 10 reps on like 250 like that 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 kind of thing accepts me uh excites me much more so like i said and i'm sure i hope you're listening to this i'm not trying to be a powerlifter i'm not trying to get good at lifting heavier weights getting good at lifting heavier weights will be great for someone who wants to get stronger but as soon as you want to switch back to that higher rep range you're going to have to adapt again sure you're going to be stronger and and you will probably lift more than you did do at the start of you doing those lower reps so let's say we do three to six months of one to six reps and we're trying to you know and we do it properly not just not just crazily not just like throwing six reps out one day and five the other but progressing that and then i say okay cool i've now got a 250 for three let's fucking go back to bodybuilding now and let's really work it up i might be at 200 i might be at 220 for a 10 or something i might be much higher but what i'm saying is, is i would be even higher than that if i just stuck to my guns and stayed at six to 15 reps because you you know i want to be efficient at six reps so i'm going to get efficient at six reps and i'm going to do it and do it and do it again so i hope that made sense uh, i realized that was 25 minutes on why I wouldn't train like a powerlifter versus a bodybuilder. Um, but yeah, final topic and then we'll we'll wrap this up. And then finally, guys, I think I'll just run you through an update, an update of where I am. But I usually start with these, so I probably should have started with this, but fuck it, we're here now. Uh, I'm 109.4 kilos. The last time we spoke, I was 106. So I'm three kilos up, which is pretty cool. Feel just as lean, feel full as fuck. Definitely feel heavier. I can definitely feel the in the back of my voice because I'm just a bit heavier I um I've made one adjustment I made two adjustments to my cycle you guys remember I was 200 test 400 primo 100 trend 25 proviron I'm now 250 test so 50 milligrams up uh, and everything else is the same everything else is the same I just added in growth hormone three days ago two days ago because I didn't have the needles in my mum I sent I sent the needles back to my mum's house accidentally so she had to bring them um, I just started growth because I wanted to fix my elbows. That is not the way to fix your elbows. To fucking start growth hormone. But I've done everything but and honestly, it's day three and they feel fucking good. Um I didn't start it solely for that reason. I know that I know that growth can play a, a, pr- a pretty cool role in just like maximizing your protein turnover. Um it also helps with performance a lot, which I've noticed. Like the last three days I felt much fuller intramuscularly. I think you guys might have noticed on the old Instagram, like I'm full as fuck. It's just from the water from from growth hormone, really. Um, I I did try it twice. I tried it post competition, but I had I couldn't shift the fluid. I couldn't motor through it with my kidneys there because they were in, in such a poor state after prep that I stopped that after like two weeks because I was like I put on fucking like nine kilos in in like three days. I think I put it on just from the growth. Um, and also obviously eating a lot more food and not being able to balance my water out had horrific snoring for about two weeks and then I had to stop it and then with when I stopped it I lost seven kilos in three days which was crazy um I then tried it again um I tried it again but I think I was taking four IUs and I think it was a little bit too much because it just made the water retention like it wasn't nice I kept getting cramps in my forearms my hat my cramps in my hands as well my hands felt like really bloated i don't know if you guys ever go walk in the heat for a very long time and your hands get a bit puffy that's how it felt like all the time and i just didn't i didn't like that feeling my blood pressure went up a little bit because i wasn't i wasn't in a good place in terms of my blood pressure in terms of my kidney function i've since i've since adje- uh, uh, assessed that and i thought okay cool it's been like six seven months since i last tried it 
I'm going to try it again. So I'm now using three IUs, which is uh, a hormone replacement dose, I believe. So I feel way better. Like I, I definitely feel a little bit of it in my hands, but it's like 10% of what it was before. So it's, it's actually quite bearable. It's not, it's not an issue whatsoever. Um, and I feel fuller. I feel, feel all right. My blood pressure has been okay so far. Um, in fact, I will... I will sit and do my, I've actually had a coffee now, but I, I will sit and do uh, my blood pressure after this. And I just, I just monitor my blood pressure as I go. And, and, and if the thing about blood pressure, it, it's, it's influenced massively by how well you're, you're filtrating your kidneys, if at all. Um, and how well you're shifting that water around. And obviously if I'm adding more water into my cycle from growth hormone, obviously estrogen's creeping up as well. It does get to the point where maybe your blood pressure can't handle it and your kidneys can't handle it. And me notoriously having slightly dodgy kidneys, slightly dodgy blood pressure, I've got to monitor it and I'll just drop it out of it if it starts to creep up again. It's definitely not a be-all and end-all. It's definitely not like some scary drug that that insulin and growth is kind of put under. You know, like trend, growth, and insulin, they're all like scary drugs on the face of it. But if you take them like properly they're just not but like especially growth hormone you can just stop it and you can just start it whenever you need to and nothing happens your natural production still starts it's not really it's not too bad at all so we started that 109 creeping up foods foods up at like 4200 calories on training days it's like three five ish on training days and we're chilling like we're feeling good training's really really good sleeping really really well it's just about nailing these as many of these together and and kind of doing what i do doing what we do day in day out and um i always said like the the, the most and all my clients will probably go oh yeah you've told me that about 100 times the most successful off seasons are the ones where you can preserve your ability to eat and to grow off less food than you want to eat that is the best feeling of finishing my macros at 4200 and still being hungry and knowing my weight is going up the next day the worst thing was was like fucking height of off season can't get in any more food and you know your body weight is going to be lower the next day but you just can't go eat now the hunger is there the appetite there the routine is there i'm not even, i don't even feel like i'm pushing food yet so we've definitely got another at least another thousand another two thousand calories in there that we can creep up and uh like i'm growing off i'm growing off four thousand so I'm, you know there's no need there's no need to go to five when you grow off four there's no need to go to three two when you grow off three and that is the most important thing to know is that if your weight is moving up if you're progressing well if you're training hard and you're recovering well and your weight is moving up don't worry about being hungry savor it because there'll be a point when you're not hungry and you can't eat anymore and that's when you need to be the most strict about it because you can ma like the the, the 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 some of the kids that i've that i've trained over my years who you know they get to three five and they're like i'm still starving i'm like i'm sure you are bro like relax and they go oh i've been eating four all week and they've gained three four kilos and i think well that's fat you know so if you can just preserve that ability to eat and you know like one person that i know connor, connor launder the kid's most consistent i've ever known and i promise you then like he is just growing off 3400 3500 calories like maybe a little bit less he doesn't he doesn't need more than that you know he probably wants to eat more than that you know and then we give him an off plan meal where clearly you can see his his weight jumps up is is one for the coaches out there if you're in an off season and you give people off plan meals once a week you know when they're still hungry when their weight goes up after an off plan meal because for me when i'm in the height 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 of my off season when i have an off plan meal usually it's less food than i need to eat because i'm just like fucking hell um but his, you know his, you know you can see when then the weight is still bumping up quite a lot after an off plan meal they're hungry they were eating they were just not even thinking so putting yourself in that position to continually is is exactly where i am right now and i'm just i'm thankful that i'm growing off this and i don't need to go up to five just yet 
We ended up on 5-4, five, 5-5 five, five last time. I ended up on 6-3 the year before when I was natural. So I'm hoping I can kind of continue to grow off this 4,200 for a little bit. I'm obviously up a couple of kilos this week, so we'll think we'll probably see 110 by the end of the week, and then we'll see we'll see where we go from there. But I'm feeling good. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying the YouTube videos. We've um, we now have a vi I can I can now say the contract is signed. I now have a videographer at least for the next three months. Uh, we've just signed a contract, Andy Hillocks. Um, if you guys want to go follow him, support him. If you guys ever want to use him, he's still working not solely for me but for other people. Um, he's fucking awesome. He's like, the, it's a level up than what I've ever experienced. Uh, professionalism. I hope you guys have enjoyed the clean shots. Uh, it's also nice to have someone who's been in the industry a long time. So there's some nice creative input there. There's also some some unique things. It's also just the way he does things is just crispy. It's just really, really, really good. So got that. We've got the new videographer, which every YouTube video should now be of that level. And when you see it fucked up with mics and the noise of the YouTube videos being low, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me putting the wrong setting on the mics and filming myself. So what happens is like, he'll come, let's say for example, he'll come, like for example, he's coming tomorrow. He'll come in the morning, nine o'clock, I'll pick him up. We'll film, in the, we'll film before we train, I'll train. We'll come back, we'll film after we train, I'll drop him off and then I'll film the rest of the evening and I'll send him those clips to edit into his into the video and then every single time i've sent him a video it's like the volume's either too high so it crackles or it's too low and i need to fucking next when he comes tomorrow I'll, I'll make sure he puts the settings on my mic and we'll just i'll just leave them there um so yeah like th there's that what else is new what else is new not much office is complete everything's complete don't need to get too much else for the house um, and that's it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good after being in that little bit of a downer a couple of weeks back on the last podcast and talking about my anxieties. They definitely passed. My mum came this weekend, so it was really, really nice to see her. Um, but it was just as hard saying goodbye again, which was fucking annoying because you never want to do that. But mum's is okay. She enjoyed coming here. She loves that we've got a nice house. You know, she enjoyed coming here. So hopefully more of that. Hopefully she can come for Christmas because my girlfriend she'll have a couple of weeks off at Christmas where. She's got like a million days saved up because she's a workaholic. Um, she'll probably go home for a, for a week or so. Home, home, which is in Wales. And I'll get my mum to come here probably because we've got the jacuzzi. So who, who doesn't want a jacuzzi at Christmas? And we'll probably just have Christmas here, I reckon. No, I'll have to ask my mum what she wants to do. But also sometimes it's nice being at home, home because I, I my mum lives in a cottage and this isn't a cottage. This is just like a whatever, a, a terraced house, semi-detached terraced house, which is nice. But the cottage is nice when you get the fire going, and blah, 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 but also the hot tub would be nice. So, I don't know. We'll see. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. A little bit different, a little bit of a topic, a little bit of an update. I hope you guys are well. We'll be back very soon. Peace and love, everybody. Bye bye.